You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. In Luke chapter 2, verse 25, in verse 32, if you have your Bible with you, it says there, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Verse 26, And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus, talking about Joseph and Mary and Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Now, uh, Simeon is not really one of the well-known characters in the Bible. Uh, for us, we're familiar with David, Moses, Joseph, Elijah. Simeon is rarely mentioned and talked about. That's why, surprisingly, in the Bible, when he was introduced, very little was told about him. We don't even know if he's married, if he has children, if he's single, if he's rich or poor, if he's in full-time ministry or not. It wasn't mentioned at all. All that was said was he was righteous and he was devout. Righteous referring to his relationship with other people and uh, devout really talks about his relationship with God. He's a man who's very concerned about his relationship with God. I'm imagining he's a man who's every decision, pag may ginagawa po siyang decision, he would always consider what God says in His Word. He would always consider what God would feel about that decision. So he's a man who is righteous and devout. And then, the Bible says he's waiting for the consolation of Israel. For, for us today, it doesn't mean uh, anything. Consolation of Israel. But during their time, if you're a Jew, that is something that is on top of their minds. That's something that they're waiting for every single year, every single day. There was a time in their history as a people where they were very prosperous and they were very dominant under the leadership of King David. So during the time of King David, um, they, they, they were feared among the nations. They are, they are so powerful. But then they turned away from the Lord. They started sinning and rebelling against God. They started ignoring Him. And because of that, they've lost the, the favor and the blessing of God. Eventually, the nation was divided into two. The northern kingdom and the, the southern kingdom. And as expected, the Bible says, a kingdom divided against itself. A family or a marriage or a team or a company. Uh, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And that's what happened to them. They were divided into two. And then later on, they started having evil kings, one after another, who made wrong decisions and made the situation more complicated. And then the other nations started coming and invading and conquering them. The nation of uh, the, the Assyrian, the Babylonians, the Persians, and then eventually the Romans. And that was the situation 
during their time. They are under a foreign ruler. They are not properly treated. Life was hard. The, the taxes imposed on them was heavy. So it was really a difficult time. So year after year, can you imagine? Nag-hope po sila na, Lord, ibalik mo yung glory days. Ibalik mo yung prosperity. Ibalik mo yung time that were the, the leader, were the rulers. Ibalik mo yung Lord. Because there was a promise given to them that uh, a son will be born who will, who will be uh, along the line of David, who will be the ruler, who will restore the glory to Israel. So, year after year, they'd been waiting for that. They were expectant. And I'm sure lahat po tayo dito were waiting for something also. We're believing for something from God. How many of you here, there's something that you're waiting for or believing for right now? I don't know what you are believing for, what promise you're holding on to. But here, the Bible says Simeon was waiting, uh, but he was waiting expectantly. In fact, in other translation, the Bible says he was prayerfully expectant uh, because of this promise. So first thing that uh, um, lesson we can learn from Simeon for us today as we celebrate Christmas is that he was expectant to see Jesus. He was expectant to see Jesus. Question for us today is, are you expectant to see Jesus in your life and in your situation? Because even with that kind of condition, Simeon was among the faithful Jews who were waiting and prayerfully expectant. Kahit hindi pa nangyayari. Okay? Maybe for some of us, we started out expectant, but now we are no longer uh, expectant. So the question is, expectant ka pa ba ngayon? I believe God wants to raise our level of expectation once more. He's expectant. You know, uh, I remembered nung nagpipray pa po kami mag-isawa, we're praying for a car, and I'm telling this to you because this was a long time ago and God already answered. We're praying to God and we're believing. Sabi namin, Lord, nag-decide um, kami mag-isawa, are we going to believe for a brand new car? Or a second-hand car. So we pray, Lord, is this, uh, is this something that you want to use to stretch our faith? Is this something that uh, you want to use in order to grow our faith? Is this a mountain we can speak to and the mountain will move and you will give us this miracle? Or is this something uh, that you want us to go through? Is this a mountain that will never move? Is this a mountain that you want us to climb by your grace? So, are we going to be uh, believe for uh, you know the the grace the wi- practical wisdom to go through it? So we pray kami until we've decided. Okay, pray tayo. Nung nagpray na kami magesawa, nagagree kami na we're going to believe for this specific car. Amazingly, when we started praying, we started seeing the car everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, every parking lot, every highway, we started seeing this car. How many of you can relate? Okay? Nangyari na sa inyo yan. Nung nagpipray kayo ng bag, lahat na lang nakikita mo, bag. Nagpipray ka ng shoes, nagpipray ka ng phone, everywhere you go, oh, yung shoes. Diba? Parang nakita mo pa yon. Isang libutong tao dito. But uh, we become sensitive, we become more aware. Tumataas po yung antena natin. So that's what happened to us. And, and the Bible says that uh, Simeon was prayerfully expectant. Now, if you read the whole story, di na natin ginawa, pero makita niyo po sa story that the day that he met Jesus, 
Okay? Pumunta si Mary and Joseph kasama si Jesus sa temple because according to the law, lahat ng babae who will give birth after 40 days, they, will, they should go to the temple and offer an offering, a purification offering for the mom and also bring the boy so that uh, he will be presented to the Lord. So after that 40-day period, that day they went to the temple, the Holy Spirit prompted Simeon and gave him that impression to go to the temple also. He was led by the Spirit, the Bible says. Now, if you go to the temple, I can just imagine, the temple is a, a center of the life of the Jewish people. People go there for different reasons, to pray, to give sacrifices and offerings. Some people go there to do business. So there's a lot of people going there for different reasons. Lots of families, lots of babies being dedicated. So it's amazing for Simeon to actually encounter this family and know that this baby is the promised deliverer of Israel. And he was able to know that because he was sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Something happens when we are prayerfully expectant. We started seeing God working in our life and in our situation. And the Bible says God is always at work. God is always doing something in our life, doing His work behind the scene. Sometimes what we see is what is only visible with our physical eyes, but God is working beyond what we can see in the natural. God is always at work, but are we expectant? Are we prayerfully expectant? Second is that He was expectant of Jesus' salvation. He was expectant of Jesus or, or God's salvation. In verse 29, it says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. So, hindi pa nag-change yung situation ni Simeon. I mean, when he met Jesus, that baby, he said, now I have peace. Peace is not the absence of pain or conflict. It's the assurance that God will do what he, will, he has promised. So if you're sure that God will do what He has promised, even though it's not yet happening, you have peace. Knowing that even if it's not going to happen according to my timetable, according to the way I want it to happen, God will do it and God will make everything beautiful in His time. That's why I can have peace. Kahit hindi pa siya nangyayari, Lord, I have assurance. I have guarantee. And so, Simeon, when he saw Jesus, they still have an evil ruler. They are still under the Roman Empire. Life was still hard. But he said, Lord, now I can go in peace. Because there's assurance that God will do what He promised. Um, I think last month, it was last month, I was leading a victory group with my wife. Uh, with uh, six couples. And during the discussion, my phone was uh, on, on the table. Pero normally, pag meeting, hindi ako sumasagot. So even though it's vibrating, uh, I'm just ignoring it. And we're just continually sharing the word. And then after that, the prayer time. And after the prayer time, one of our uh, members told me, kasi nagva-vibrate ulit, sabi niya, ah, Pastor, mukhang importante to. <laughs> And so I pick up the phone and true enough, nung sumagot ako, yung kasama namin sa bahay, sabi niya, Sir, yung anak niyo nagdurugo ang ilong. 
Oh, dugo-dugo lang naman pala. Isang oras na po. <laughs> sa bother kami. Pa, paano nangyari yun? Anong, so I think, may, I don't know, may pumutok sigurong ugat or something. So uh, we rush going home. Buti na lang. Uh, where we are, it's just five minutes away from our house. So we went there. Dinala namin siya sa hospital. I think we arrived there around 11. And then 3, 3 a.m. were discharged. So tiningnan siya, chinek, okay, buti na lang. Nag-stop na in a, I don't know kung anong ginawa, pinaltan yung ilong niya. I don't know. But he's okay, she's okay. So after that, sabi nung doctor sa akin, so sir, punta na lang kayo sa billing section. Doon ako mas kinabahan. So I went to the billing uh, station, tapos sabi ko, oh, Mr. Tan, okay. May ito na. Sige sir, I'll call you again. Mag- Ayusin ko lang paper, compute lang. So sabi so, pray lang ako dun. So, I pray, pray. Then after that, I was called. And then, sabi niya, papirma na lang po ng mga papers, sir. So, papirma, papirma lang ako. Tingnan ko, saan ba dito yung... Wala akong makita ang ama. Tapos nakita ko sa huli, zero. Kasi meron kaming um, health card na corporate, basta parang HMO. We're just paying a minimal amount, but uh, according to the contract, because of that, because we're members... If something happens and we need hospitalization, they will cover the expenses. May bracket. So, I don't know kung paano nangyayari yun. Ano? Yung parang nagbabayad ako ng 10 pesos, sasagutin nila yung 100,000. I don't know. Ano? Basta something like that. I don't know how it works. I just know it works. So, when I was there, nagperma ako, nakita ko zero. So, uy, uh, how much again is the bill? Yes. <laughs> Lakas ng loob. <laughs> Sir, no, no worries kasi part na ng card yan. So, ah, okay, thank you. Alis kami, sa ko, tara, bilisan nyo, bilisan nyo. <laughs> Zero. Totoo nga yung promise nung company. I don't know how it works, but I know it works. Second time ko na ginamit. Totoo nga. You know, when I was in the hospital, I felt like God impressed it into my heart. And I, I felt like He spoke to me and said, if an insurance or health company can assure you and fulfill their promise to you, how much more I, I can fulfill my promises to you and your family. How many of you are convinced our God is a promise-keeping God? Okay? Hindi lang siya magaling magbigay ng promise, is equally good, is equally good in fulfilling them. And so, if you know that we serve a promise-keeping God, that He's not just good in giving promises, but He's good in fulfilling them, even if it's not yet happening, you can celebrate and you can have peace in Christ. Just like Simeon. He said, now that you're here, I have peace. Now, Jesus did not only come to deliver them from the Roman Empire, although, sa mga Jew, during their time, ang understanding nila ng deliverer was a military leader, maybe a political leader, who will come with might, military power, and they will take their, their place again, remove the Roman Empire. That was their... So in their mind, it's something political, it's something uh, about their, their, the, the economy of their nation, it's about uh, milita- military. That's what they're thinking. So if this king, pag dumating siya, we will be delivered from all this, but these are temporal concerns. Jesus did not come just to deliver them from the Romans. He came for a much bigger reason, and that is to deliver them from their sin. And here, uh, 
he had a revelation that this is not just for the Israelites, but for all people. Jesus came to provide salvation for all people, not just to help us with our temporal concerns. If you think about it, all our problems here on earth, our concerns, these are all temporary. And when we die, it dies with us. Kung may utang ka, pag namatay ka, wala ka ng utang. So anong mas gusto mo? Devere lang. <laughs> Kung may problema ka sa marriage, may problema ka sa company, pag namatay ka, hindi mo na problema yon. Tapos na. All our concerns here, all our problems are temporary. But there is one problem that you and I have that if, if it's not solved, it's going to haunt us even the afterlife. Even when this life is over. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And it's not just talking about physical death. It's talking about eternal death. Whether we spend our eternity with Christ or spend our eternity without Christ in hell, the Bible says. Life is short. Life is temporary. That's why Jesus came and provided us. I like the Tagalog version of Pastor uh, Alan. Nung tinatagalog niya to, nung gumagawa po siya ng preaching, tinatagalog niya para sa audience. Sabi niya, for the wages of sin is that, sabi niya, ang sweldo ng kasalanan ay kamatayan. Isip kami, sweldo wages. Tama naman. Ang kabayaran ng kasalanan ay kamatayan. And sometimes, we might think we're getting away with our sins. God is not seeing. We're not being punished. But the Bible says, there will come a time that we will submit an account to God. But pray, That's why we have, our, our greatest problem is not money. Our greatest problem is not our company. It's not our marriage. It's not our children. Our government, our greatest problem is sin. And praise God, Jesus provided the solution for our sin. When He came and lived among us, died on the cross, and died for our sins, and after three days He rose again from the dead so that you and I can be forgiven of our sins and you and I can also be, re- be resurrected from the dead and receive life to the full. Amen. How many of you are grateful for your salvation and what Christ has done for us? That's why everything after salvation is a bonus. Everything we have, everything we enjoy today is a bonus. The greatest gift we receive from God is the gift of salvation. And last thing, in verse 30, Simeon said, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Here's what he realized though. Simeon realized that Jesus came not only to provide salvation. That was their initial revelation. But when he's already face to face with Christ, God gave him a greater revelation. And he realized Jesus came not only to provide our salvation, but that Jesus himself is our salvation. Kaya sabi niya, my eyes have seen my salvation. The Romans are not yet ousted and they are not yet regaining their their dominance, their rulership, and their prosperity. But he said, I already seen my salvation. Because Jesus did not only come to provide our salvation, he himself is our salvation. I'm reading this book, I forgot the title right now. And there's a portion there, in, I think in chapter 3, 
they used this uh, story of a teacher, teacher in design, okay? I think interior design, I forgot, sorry. But one, one day, he uh, asked the class, sabi niya, um, think of one concern that you have that you want to fix. And that will be your assignment for the next four weeks. I'm going to give you four weeks to fix that. So may tinuturo siya sa design subject. So one of the students said, ah, I want to fix my bed because I cannot have a good sleep. It's broken. So week after week, the teacher would ask them, kamusta na yung progress? First week, sabi nung, nung, ano, nung student, hindi ko pa rin fix kasi I don't have the, the right tools. Second week, hindi ko pa rin fix because I don't have the right wires that I need to use to fix the frame. Third week, ganun pa rin. So sabi ng teacher niya, pag di mo pa na-fix ng fourth week, babagsak kita sa subject mo. Guess what happened? The fourth week, tapos. And the teacher asked him, what did you do? Sabi niya, I bought a new bed. Sabi niya, which is right, because sometimes we're trying to fix the wrong problem. Kala natin, ito talaga yung problema, so frustrated tayo, hindi siya naayos eh. Pero ang problema mo ba talaga, serang bed, o ang problema mo, hindi magandang tulog? Kasi kung problema mo, hindi magandang tulog, fixing your bed is just one of the solutions. There can be many solutions. But sometimes we're dealing with the wrong problem, and sometimes the same way. Parang ang problema ko ba talaga dahil wala akong asawa? Malungkot ang buhay? Or you're lonely? If you're, only lo- if you're lonely, then finding a partner can be maybe one, a companion can be one. But what I'm trying to say is this, that what Simeon realizes is that Jesus is not, the on- not only that He will be the answer who will provide the solution to my problem, but that Jesus Himself is my solution. Jesus Himself is my breakthrough. Jesus Himself is who I need and what I need. Not only that, He knows what I need, He has what I need. In fact, He is everything I need. That's why when He said, ang inihintay ko, military leader, hindi pala, kailangan ko ikaw, Jesus. Kahit wala pa yon, I can have peace, I can rejoice, because you're everything that I need. Jesus is not only the reason for the season, He is the reason for living. He is not only the provider, He is salvation Himself. I don't know with you, pero kay Simeon, sabi niya, ngayong nakita nakita pwede na ako mamatay. I don't know what's your idea of a fulfilled life. Na pag meron ako nito, Lord, okay na ako. Nung binabasa ko to, naisip ko kagad nung pastor ako sa Lucena, pastoring 40 high school and college students. Life was hard. Ministry was hard. So much persecution. And I was so desperate. I started in the ministry year 2000. I think I was 21. And then two, three years into the ministry, I was so desperate, I was praying to God. Sabi ko kay Lord, Lord, bigyan mo lang ako ng 100 students, save. Pwede na akong mamatay. I'm fulfilled. Buti na lang, hindi sinagot ni Lord. How many of you are glad hindi sinasagot ni Lord lahat ng prayers mo? Sometimes we don't know what we're asking for. And then when I went to U-Belt, nakausap ko yung mga mas matatandang leader sa atin, yung mga nag-start earlier in the 90s. Sabi nila, nung time pala nila sa U-Belt, especially 1984, it was so difficult to preach the gospel, so much persecution, campuses were closed. UST, ang hirap, bawal mag-preach. Every day, they would 
do prayer walk, lay hands, lay hands the campus. Ganun lang sila lang ganun dun. Payat na sila kaka-fasting. Walang masyadong nasisave. They were so desperate to the point of praying. Sabi na, Lord, give us just 30 students. Okay na kami. We serve our purpose. Pwede na kaming mamatay. At katulad ko, thankful din sila ngayon. Na hindi sinagot ni Lord yung prayer nila. Because now in U-Belt, we have more than 2,000 students. And out of the 2,000, at least 400 are from UST. God is good. So, I don't know what your idea of, of a fulfilled life. But for him, sabi niya, nakita nakita Lord. I'm fulfilled. I'm ready to die. His quest for fulfillment ended when he encountered Jesus Christ. And I hope it will be the same for us that our quest for fulfillment will end with Jesus. Now that we have Jesus, maybe you're waiting for something, maybe there's a promise that is yet to be fulfilled, but I hope today you can rejoice, you can have peace, you can be expectant because of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we magnify you today. We magnify every good thing that you're allowing us to enjoy. Thank you that we can be expectant. We can be at peace. We can celebrate regardless of our situation because of you, Jesus. Lord, some of us here, maybe some of us here are lonely, in pain. Lord, thank you that you are a God who understands. You know how it feels to be in pain and you know how it feels to be lonely. When you're hanging on that cross, in your humanity, you cried out, you said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So we thank you, Lord. But thank you that you are here today to encourage us and to remind us that you are our peace and you are our joy And you are our fulfillment. God, we thank you. We declare today that in Christ we are complete. We have everything that we need. As parents, as singles, as students, we have everything we need in Christ. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness to us. We magnify you. We declare that you are great. We declare that you are good and worthy to be praised. We celebrate your birth. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing today. And thank you for what you're going to do in the future. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcast.